What's up, guys? Welcome to Kind of Funny's Batman in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every theatrically released Batman movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. I can't wait to watch Batman v Superman again. Now, are we doing the ultimate cut again? No, 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 no. No, we did that, Greg. We did that. You can go watch that now on YouTube.com. So no DCE Exactly. No, everything really released. Batman right. movie. It's not in the DCEU. So are we doing Joker? Yeah, we are. We're going to do Joker, baby. Uh, we also but that's have the not a Batman dog, movie. That's Kevin a Joker Coelho. movie. Uh, I was going to wear a different shirt that I was really excited. I'm going to go get it. Nice All right, go do your thing. Do your thing. We also have Andy Cortez. If he changes into an yeah, Emperor's New Groove shirt, I'll be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and of course we have Nick Scarpino rounding out. What's up, group. everyone? Welcome. It's going to be a good one. I can already, I can already feel yeah, his it. chair. Kind of looks like Batman right now with the like the eyes. Can oh wow! Yeah, it, it looks like it does. It looks like an angry Snoopy. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> or Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, Cameron Kennedy once again did the amazing Killing intro. It. Carter Harrell did the music. But uh, Cameron Kennedy, I asked him last night, I was like, I want some clarification on exactly what we just saw. Because there's a lot going on. And his response was, there was originally going to be a detailed closer-up shot of everyone tied up, but it had to be scrapped for time. Greg is the 1966 Adam West Batman. Nick is the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman. Andy is the 1997 George Clooney nipple suit Batman. And Tim is the 2008 Christian Bale Batman. Kev was supposed to be Lego Batman. But when I started working on it, it became more disturbing as more identifiable (laughs) details were added under the mask. In hindsight, it would have made more sense to just have everyone unmasked. So... Thank you for that. Uh, you made me laugh very loud. Wow, we got really cool. Like, I mean, you just gave us really cool wiki notes that when exactly. somebody does an in review of our interviews, they'll be like, and here's this like really cool fact tidbit, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Before we get into this, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know you can watch this show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games every Tuesday. Uh, you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also listen to it as a podcast. Just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to help us out financially. Uh, just like our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad and Al Tribesman did. We appreciate both of you very, very much. I feel Al like Batman in review has been the golden goose. Where it's like at some point we're gonna we we know it's gonna happen and we know it's gonna be a hit we know that it's gonna be a thrill ride the entire way through some good some bad but I feel like this is one of those franchises that we all knew that once we did MCU interview and that worked out that at some point we were gonna get here and I'm very happy to be here with you gentlemen uh, with that we've had we've had many different podcasts many different in review podcasts within podcasts and there's been a lot of questions about what podcasts within podcasts are gonna be parts of this show all right and now. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw out a couple a couple options for you guys and just just flow them to see see oh, where we're all at. A choice. Where okay. we're all at. and not really, but you know I want cool. I want the illusion of choice. I, <laughs> I, mean, I don't want I don't want a choice. I just want you to be like, here's the thing. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm. It's kind of like Uncharted Four, where it's like you kind of could choose dialogue stuff, but it didn't really affect anything, Got right? It. it affected so, you here. It affected you here in the heart and exactly. what you felt and what your and favorite that, moments were. This that's is my Nathan Drake. Exactly. So of course, going through these movies, we are going to rank. The best Batmobile. Okay. Yes. Okay. We are going to rank mm-hmm. the best Bat suit. Mm. We are going to do Ragu Bagu. But instead of this being volume, whatever it would be, Greg, sure. Miller, sure. It is Ragu Roga. 
because we are ranking the rogues gallery of Batman. Okay. So get ready for that theme song, Andy. What the fuck right is here? that? Rogue what is a rogues, rogues gallery. like Batman's rogues gallery. It's his, his bad, bad guys. guys. Yeah, he's like his little club of oh. bad guys. But like, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Couldn't Please. we also just use the alternate version of bad to just be like ragu bag rag guys talk bad guys? We're still talking about the rogues gallery, right? That's a but great point right there, and that's why this will be volume fourteen. It's been a while since we've done Ragu Walking Dead. You know, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we also have Ragu Bat Guys. Oh, so many like Bat Guys. Do I have to take notes on all this? Yeah, yeah, Greg, this is all you because I have not been paying attention. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. We have my personal favorite five Ragu Alf Alf. Oh my God! What's Ragu Alf Alf? Rad guys talk Alf guys. Yeah, Alfred. Alfred. We had a red. Oh, Alfred. Alfred's. Oh, yeah. Wow. You have yeah. this written down. Can you slack this to me? So uh-huh. I guess. Uh-huh. Like, oh, uh-huh. Jesus. Okay. And then, you. and then the the most important one is oh, one that <laughs> is one that Joey and Gia came up with, and this one's called Gotham's Finest. Now, the the concept for this is, uh, you you find the thing that is most surprisingly appealing to you about this movie. Oh, okay. all right. And uh, you know, it could be something you are attracted to. Someone okay. you're attracted to. I like this anything. a lot. You can think outside. This is kind of made for Nick in a lot of ways. I was gonna say, like, be for example, Nick, Nick, this sounds like the one we're going to have to edit out every episode when you say stuff. Mm-hmm. So be careful. Okay, sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. To, to start off this episode for what this Batman movie is, oh, like their that. example is the shocking Russian disguise for Catwoman is the Gotham's finest thing. The, the runner, they did want to give a wait, shout out wait, to wait, Batman's wait, wait, incredibly wait. tiny nipples. Yeah, his so, little BBs. Yeah, so those, that's the starting point. We'll get there later. We'll Your get guys' there later. like mm-hmm. obsession with nipple size is very, very disappointing. I just want you. It's to just know it's not it's not so much the ones that are on the bigger side, Kevin. It's the ones that are impossibly small that mm-hmm. some of us are fixated on. I don't like yeah. it. It makes me uncomfortable. It could be a puppy's uh, nipple. You know? mm, nope. How many nipples do puppies have? Because I think Moose has five, and it's kind of weird. No, uh, he's, he, he, they're even. He definitely has an even number of yeah. them. He doesn't have five. I can only find five. Uh, uh, the fifth one is, is, is Doink Doink. <laughs> <laughs> doink Doink. Wait, 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 real quick. So they liked her Russian outfit? They found oh, it sorry, real quick. Andy, hit the theme song for Gotham's Finest. Gotham's Finest. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. That was good. It's finest where we rank our secret delights. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) The Batman movie we watched. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, along with a live audience consisting of Nick, Tim, Kevin, and Andy. Uh, So far on Gotham's Finest for episode one, Joey and Gia have listed Catwoman's Russian accent as their standout secret delight of Mm -hmm. it, followed Mm -hmm. closely by Adam West's small nipples. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You got to love it. Greg, I am about to slack you. Thank you. No, this this is great. I like making magic with you, and I appreciate that. Yeah. We, we've got, I know that at points we've had three podcasts from the podcast. We'd be like, that's too much, guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah Andy, but here's the thing. I think Batman. that these, most of these are li- – yeah, first off, it's Batman. We need to show goddamn respect. Show Second off, respect. a lot of these are just ranking things that are like – I think it'll be easier. So there's no MVP. If the other ones pop up, they pop up. You know what I mean? It's that's like, fair. Okay. That's we fair. We've, we've, already, we've already started, and we're in the tree of Batman trust here. Hey, Tim, I, what's your Gotham's finest? What do you like out of this one, huh? Oh, I mean, it, I, we don't all need to bring one to the table. They brought that. If, we yeah, have, we if we're going to combat it, I agree with them. You know what I mean? I didn't. So wait, is it the Gotham or the accent? I don't want to talk about Robin. 
It's the accent. They like the accent. Oh, they like the accent. Oh, I thought yeah, it was the yeah. costume because I was like, I thought it was the not. costume. It was the costume. I will say oh, it, yeah. was the it was the costume. They liked a Russian costume. They liked that leopard, the leopard skin or whatever. But, it was in, but in what way was that Russian? It was just a leopard. She was, yeah. she was just. She just had Lara Croft breasts because of the way bras were back in 1966. The breasts nips. were doing all also, the work. She like Got changed. Nips. She changed clothes multiple times, right? Like she was in well, the nineties. Like, they all get it. All the Russian outfits. The costume. But they're changed. not. They're not Russian. They were just outfits. Like she wasn't wearing one of them big that. hats. Simple mind. Yeah, yeah simple. simple mind. Simple Today we're talking about Batman, the movie, released on July 30th, 1966, premiering at the Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas, mm. which, Greg, what is that? Really? Oh, Austin, Texas is a city inside of Texas where Rooster Teeth is based. They have a bridge, not Rooster Teeth, the city of Austin. They have a bridge, and underneath are a bunch of bats. Bunch and they come bats. out sometime around sunset, and for fucking four hours plus or minus sunset, morons line up to watch these stupid fucking bats fly out. What and everybody's like, whoa, what are you talking about? But they are again. I'm sorry, Andy, what am I talking about? Morons? What do you mean? It's a spectacle, Greg. It's something you it's show up for. It's bats, everybody. A bunch it's, of bats flew out from underneath a bridge. It's like witnessing the Aurora Borealis or something. At this know? time of year. Of the world. Uh, that's in the other Austin facts is it's really hot. And uh, they got that wing pluckers. They got a pluckers we like a lot. Oh, yeah, Greg. Towards Greg right. is the Paramount Theater was where we shot the gauntlet season two. Oh, I didn't know that. So we were at this place that this movie premiered. That's fun. That's real fun. Uh, the we film hit theaters it. two months after the last episode of the first season of the television series. So I didn't realize that. I thought That's this crazy was like an end of the show type situation. That's what I always thought, too. I was I was watching this. I mean, obviously, we all probably saw this on like cable when we were kids just playing over and over again. Um, I, I always just assumed this was like the last thing they did or a last ditch effort to try to revitalize the the series. But man, it was it's weird that it came out after in 66 because, I, you know, I always go by like the Catwoman. I'm like, I remember there being like two Catwoman. Apparently there were three. three. So the facts, the facts there for you, Nick, are as follows. Catwoman in the 1966 live action television series Batman is portrayed by Julie Newmar and Eartha Kitt. Newmar portrayed Catwoman in the first and second season. Kitt portrayed her in the third season. The feature film has Lee Merriweather. Uh, all three Catwoman incarnations are described by comic writer uh, Mark Adreco in an afterword to Batman uh, Omnibus as being akin to a Darren and Bewitched bit of silent recasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His colleague uh, liked how the story leaves no one out and the readers got it immediately, thus reflecting how the change of actress was never specifically addressed. Interesting. Though, it's pretty interesting <laughs> when you look at the three. Yeah, I mean, you have to uh, you have to put it in context. I don't remember... Like I, I I can't I don't know if Batman was super popular when it was on TV. I don't know if you have facts about that. I know people I liked it, but yeah, but it only lasted three seasons, and then people seem to have lost interest in it, right? So, um, I it's it's just so hard to put into place like whether people wanted to be on that show or not, or if they were like, oh, this is just a gig, and we got to get out of this because like Batman obviously back then I don't think was nearly as culturally relevant as it is now probably until the TV show happened. And then that probably put a lot of people like, I remember that was one of the first times I remember hearing about Batman and not seeing it on a comic book cover was just seeing those old episodes of the show running. And when I was a kid, I don't know how you felt about it when you were a kid, Greg, but like when I was a kid, I was just like, I don't like this that much. It's (laughs) very strange. It doesn't seem like it's taking itself seriously at all. And it makes very little sense. And also that I was always kind of taken aback by how the, 
the 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 rogues gallery all just sort of were like we're just going to be zany and wacky and not really have yeah. too much characterization specifically the riddler and the joker i always thought were like super interchangeable in the show because they were they would always just break out into laughter i was like i don't like this riddler at all i prefer the riddler who's like the thinking man's riddler from the sure. animated show sure well um, that's why we that's why it didn't work for you is that we're comparing it directly to the animated show exactly which Batman was i think had- a a much better that, representation. I, I remember uh, watching, obviously, growing up, watching uh, Adam West Batman here on like uh, in syndication on Fox on TV Land at yeah. Grandma Miller's house in between things, right? And the ideas behind it were fun as you were a young kid, I think, as I was, of like, you know, the gray and blue matched the toys I had from the DC Superpowers line, which matched the comic at the time, which matched that batman who did smile more and wasn't like the down gritty batman you think of now and then Mm -hmm. in 89 tim burton changes everything he brings that dark knight he brings that black he brings that tortured soul thing that had been obviously referenced in comics and batman had dealt with serious issues before that i'm not trying to put it all on him but in dark knight uh, obviously returns but made it into a mainstream phenomenon of like this is what batman is this is who batman is and that changed the game so much i think in terms of who he was and what he was and what you expected from those things. And so, you know, the animated series unto itself being such a, a kid's cartoon, but is so top level and so well done and gives such a, I think, generation for, for us defining performance of who Batman is and who the rogues gallery is and who those characters are that, yeah, it mm-hmm. is. I, you know, when we sat down to watch the movie last night and I was talking to Jen about it, who's I think seen pieces of it here or there, it was very much, I was like, you know, like, Think of this as a cartoon come to life and not the animated series come to life, but just a cartoon version of Batman come to life right. where it, it, you go through and it's just nonsense and like all none of this stuff's going to make sense and it's going to be goofy and you're not into the situations as you would be in like Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very when, I, when I was yeah. little, this was actually my introduction to Batman as a character, period. Like oh, I sure. somehow owned this movie and I watched it a whole bunch. And I just when being a dumb kid, I loved the bad guys so much. I thought they were fun. And like that was my introduction to who these characters are, period. And it's funny because like a uh, question I have for you, Greg, is yeah. we're talking about all this like 89 Batman, obviously being in motion picture, at least making them a lot darker. And again, um, mainstream. I think mainstream yeah. projecting the darkness to it, right? But, but that's my question is, at what point did that shift happen? Because like, so Dark Knight returns the comic in the 80s. That obviously was that is kind of to this day the, the defining moment of Dark Knight. Before that, was it always just zany stuff? Or were there comics that like were... Oh, no, there was comics that were like, you know... Uh, that were serious and had that tenor to it, but I really don't feel like when did do you have it pulled up in front of you? When did Dark Knight Returns drop? 86. Okay, so you feel like I think D- Dark Knight Returns is the one that starts to really shift Batman in that way. And I think even when you look at uh, Batman Death in the Family, which was 88, when they kill Robin, when they kill Jason Todd, right. That is, you know, you're seeing a tenor before 89 Batman. I think some of it's influenced by the, well, for the death of the family. I'm just going to look it up because I want to make sure I'm right. I was going to say, uh, also, I was going to say also, you, you have the original dark Batman comics from like way back in the day were darker. I don't think it was until they, they introduced Robin and they wanted to have a, a, a nicer, kinder, friendlier character closer to Superman that they decided to have this like smiling Batman. Originally, he was supposed to be like this kind of like, if you go back and look at those original images, he's in sure. the black and gray costume and he's kind of like a more wraith ish 
Interesting. I mean, as far right, as that, yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as you can push that for a kid's comic book, and like I was going to say, it's still it's still a student wasn't like adventure, right? Yeah, that you're doing. He wasn't dropping motherfuckers yeah. off a roof or anything like that. Exactly. But he yeah. wasn't like running around with his pal, like joking around, and like you know. I think I think they made a concerted effort because they wanted to make a kids show. If I'm not mistaken, they wanted to make something that was that was fun and silly and had a lot of colors and I mean, this happy kids show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this couldn't have been. For adults, no. uh, going through the facts more here. On this I mean, Ro- Robin debuts in 1940. So I mean, again, like I think, and he was brought in obviously to get children even more involved with it and see that they could replicate something to it. And uh, I was right about I was sorry, just to make sure I'm clear, yeah. it was December 88. So for Batman: Death the Family, I was close, and then June tw- June 89 for the movie, the motion picture of Batman. But what I want to know, chat, is like someone will find this is like when when was like the first iteration uh, before like between. Batman coming out as what he was in like the 40s or whatever, and then Dark Knight Returns in 86. Like, was there a comic book before that that like had that kind of tone? Uh, but while you look for that, directed by Leslie Martinson, dominant TV and film director of that era, directed many things, including Maverick, PT 109, Batman, Mission Impossible, Manix, Different Strokes, and the made for TV movie Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Naturally, I'm familiar with. Nice. He also, and more importantly for us, directed four episodes. I'm sorry, Andy, of Small Wonder. Hey, yes. Yes. that makes a lot Small of sense. Wonder, she'll make Greg, do you remember that um, show? True. Do you remember that escape or what was it, Rescue from Gilligan's Island? Fuck yeah, and that they movie. go back at the end. They get, they get re-shipwrecked at the end. Spoilers. It was crazy because that was the one where they go and it turns out they were in purgatory the entire time and the smoke monster no, was no, just... No, no, no. That was lost. You're thinking It was lost. just You're totally lost. left behind. They were like, we don't need the smoke yeah. monster anymore. Okay. A budget of $1.5 million, a box office of $3.9 million, and a runtime of one hour and 44 minutes. God damn, way why too is long. It, so it's why long, is it so long? Huh? It is long. Surprisingly. Uh, it was a... Yeah. Didn't win any I, Academy I, Awards, so... Oh, no, really? That's yeah. crazy. Um, I was like... 30 minutes in, I was like, this is a this is a fun little adventure. This is stupid and silly and like it's making me laugh because it's so dumb. And then I was like, dude, this movie needs to be like over maybe 80 minutes long. <laughs> like we get yeah. <laughs> we get to the end of it where they've rescued the UN and they could have just cut to a scene of the UN people back at the table <laughs> talking, but instead we get 20 more minutes of him. And by the way, you gotta you gotta love the little bit the little gags. First off, shout out to everything being labeled in the Batcave. That was always oh, the thing yeah. that got that, that so made me laugh great. every great. single time when I was a kid. And then when they get to the end where the commissioner is like, Batman's on this, don't worry, the whole world's watching. And then it cuts to Batman and Robin, and Batman's in the bat suit, but he's yeah. wearing a doctor's gown but the belt over it. It's yeah. And they're trying to re like redo. They've got the machine yeah. that's going to separate they're all the dust particles, the, the laboratory shit. It's so ridiculous. It, it would be fine if if there was a payoff to it, but the payoff is they fuck it up at the end. <laughs> and Batman's no, yeah, like, but- "Let's just quietly leave." <laughs> they just bounce out of the window. Let's if we if we leave inconspicuously. Yeah. let's go to the window, chum. <laughs> <laughs> they climb out the fucking yeah. window that everyone's looking at. Batman just it's, sort of explains it away, being like, "This might be a great thing," but then yeah. Robin's like, "But also may have ruined eight people's lives, <laughs> destroyed a couple countries." Anyway, what do you leave in the window? It's just so bizarre because we're so used to, uh, like, I'm so used to seeing Batman in a totally different light, and this yeah. is obviously I've I have touched tones to this with like uh, the ambiguously gay duo and and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess um. I'm trying to Barnacle Boy and Mermaid Man, you know, in uh, in SpongeBob. So I had these touchstones to what this series was, but 
this is straight up just like naked gun. Like this is this oh, is yeah. Leslie Nielsen uh, just with silly parodies. Every riddle that came up, you're yeah. just sort of scratching your head, going, "What is going on?" Well, here? that was like so that was always a hallmark, right? There was a couple hallmarks of the show, right? One was everything was labeled. One was the riddles were always so such a leap in logic that you're like, "What the fuck?" Like at one point, yeah. he's like a banana pen, and you're like, "Yep." That makes sense. <laughs> when, they, when they realize that all the bad guys are involved and they're just like they're out at sea, Catwoman, Catwoman yeah. starts to see. I'm like, see. I'm fucking dying. Like, here's my thing with this movie: is is it good? Hell no. no. Did I have a fucking blast? Absolutely. Sure. I've never been more distracted during an interview movie though. Like, there's been some bad movies that we've watched, and it's always just like groan inducing and just like I want this to fucking end. And granted, I wanted this to end because it was a little too long, but I had a great time where it just felt like. Every single thing we wanted to comment on, me, G, and Joey watched it together. And like so much about it feels like a parody, but at the same time, is taking itself serious enough that it's like, no, like this is there. I don't know who the audience is for this, but they're really, really going hard into it. And I, I was there for the ride. And like, I, I love the, what the movie is, uh, which is extremely bizarre. The, yeah, I was going to say the other one of the other things that this movie does that is it always just kind of like, simultaneously makes me laugh but it kills the whole pacing of it is that anytime they have something where batman and robin are in peril and they didn't have enough money to get them out of peril they just cut away and then batman has a line where he just explains yeah. that a porpoise yeah. gave its life <laughs> to <laughs> thank god for that porpoise you're like uh i don't remember seeing a porpoise explode I mean, but that was always sort of like what they did in the show too where it's like thank god the sun blinked out for a second robin <laughs> like, the entire intro is like just so <laughs> crash course and you don't know what the fuck's going on we're like right they're like we're going there's an inventor who's coming to gotham he's out in his boat he has a distress call we're going out to it they get in the copter they get out there they get attacked by a shark <laughs> then the shark explodes then they're giving a press conference in the commissioner's office like what the fuck is happening in this movie what, what else is going love, on? i love the fact that on the way to it this is one of the things that that like you just don't see anymore and and you're, you're never going to because it's so antithetical to the character but everyone in this oh, universe yeah, yeah loves Batman and Robin and they give them carte blanche to do whatever. Like they call the airport just random dudes and they're like ready the Batcopter and like five guys that are working in a hangar are like, yeah, no problem. No, they, I mean, they they don't, they're not hidden. They're not in the Batcave. They're, their shit's just at an airport. <laughs> like at an airport in the middle of like LAX and they just roll right in. I was like, hey, Batman and Robin. I was like, what's up, guys? And by the way, it was, up, it was great. It was definitely Robin in that copter. It wasn't a, oh, a 48 year old muscular man. <laughs> also, when when the shark, like first off, can we let's yeah. just talk about the shark? Are we just going to the plot? Let's do the plot. Yeah, this is the plot. We're in the we're in the graveyard. Oh, okay. I don't think we this one beat by beat. Yeah, <laughs> so the okay. opening Perfect. credits start, and there's a weird ass fucking letter written to everyone watching this movie. <laughs> and they thank crime fighters who are the real crime fighters and police, and then lovers of love cinema, and then lovers of anything. You're like, all right, all right. Cool. I guess we're here for it. But when Batman is fighting this shark, which first off, worst looking shark I've ever goddamn seen, then all of a sudden you start thinking like. Batman's fighting a shark on a helicopter right now. This is ridiculous. And then it's like, oh, let's get the bat shark repellent. That's ridiculous. <laughs> then Robin comes down and it's just like, why does he solve this problem the way Kevin would solve the problem? Which is instead of just doing it the simplest way, it's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to hang upside down <laughs> on these ropes. Just going to look, look cooler Isn't for a second. Like hello person hanging upside down from the, the rope they're doing. You can't and like, hand the cuts someone. In this movie. 
You can't up, hand someone something uh, on a rope ladder without like having to go on the same area they are, yeah. you know? So you yeah, have you to have drop to... down. It's it's the most logical thing to do. Or oh, you need I... really long you need really really long arms. The whole intro though, uh, after you get that personal letter where everybody's sort of in their colored light spotlight, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it it felt like a stage play. Like I was expecting like audience to clap whenever the characters were All being right. like introduced and they'd like walk out and be like Oh, and they look at the crowd like it was so bizarre. It was so weird. And then, oh, the uh, just really quick, when we do have that helicopter scene, um, the the multiple different sea life repellents was like yeah. a great little addition, you know, because it was also, I don't know, I don't know, the man, ray, 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 yeah, man ray, yeah, bunch, bunch of silly ass shit. But <laughs> why did Robin take three hours to get down this, <laughs> this ladder? Robin was like the slowest thing ever. It was so, so funny. The, I think a lot of the stuff in this movie is dictated by budget. And they were like, we don't have a ton of budget to do action scenes. So let's show them doing stuff that, that the audience will think will be dangerous. But like, let's take our time with it. Like that, there's that. There's um, them climbing over the roof to get into the, um, the villain's hideout on the pier, which takes forever they show them going up they show them coming back down the other side and then they go in and then he's like robin you got to get out of here then they show robin go back out the window and start climbing back up the i'm like we can edit these things out guys we you edit to move the pace along in these action sequences but i think there there i think there's there was someone in this team of directors and and people that made this show that just thought it was hilarious to watch these characters like walk up a building or like climb down the 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 length of this ladder like twice, I think they just thought it was hilarious to do this stuff. And I I don't it it this movie could literally you could cut maybe twenty minutes out and it would actually be a relatively engaging, entertaining like farce. But instead, you get I I just remember I don't think I ever get when I watched this I don't think I ever got to the end of it when I was a kid. I think I always got bored right around the point where he's running around on the pier with the bomb. And I'm like, I just oh can't watch God. it. He runs into the same nuns twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 twice. That's what you're talking about. Of just like, of someone thought this was funny. They're yeah, like, was hilarious. They, need, we need, they need to run into one more comical thing. Then let's do them all again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the ducks at the end. But it's all worth it for the line where he's like, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> you're like, Thanks, Batman. But Nick, you're talking about the, the budget and the action scenes. What's funny about it is the... Uh, the Batmobile obviously is in the TV show, and then later the the Bat Cycle comes back as well in the show. But the boat and the copter they didn't have access to, for obvious reasons, because that's where the budget of this movie went into play. Right. But there are episodes um, in seasons two and three that use them still, and it's just footage from this movie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I just that love makes sense. That idea. I mean, you. Did, I mean, they were, you're talking about a budget show to begin with. And what's What's even funnier is that they did. They shot this like an episode of the show. They didn't make a ton of, you know, like usually if you had a movie version of a TV show, you would try to shoot it a little bit more cinematically. And granted, this was '66, so it wasn't like they were using a ton of modern film techniques. But even like Andy, you talk about it being a stage play. Well, one of the reasons why it feels like that is because everything's shot in super like deep depth of field. You're the camera's usually stationary toward one angle. They're not really cut. Like we don't. We have to this day. I have no idea what the other side of the Batcave looks like. It's ju you're just constantly staring at everything from that one angle because it was shot kind of like a like That's a multi. True, yeah. You know, an interesting uh, thing there is uh, the Time Warrior and chat brings up a, a good Easter egg here is worth remembering that the film would have been the first time many people would have seen Batman in color. The TV series was in color, but not many people had TV had color TVs in 1966. Oh, good point. 
So, they were showing off. They were showing off those colors at the beginning. Oh, yeah. That was that was like a, it was a, uh, a like a tech demo at the beginning. Like check totally. out this red. Like this yellow is insane, it's dude. Green, it's, but it's it's weird. I looked up the I tried to look up the original aspect ratio this was shot in because I was like, oh, this was like the the version I watched was pretty much sixteen to nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they shot this wider. I wonder if because you know to use to put Batman on the big screen for the first time. I wonder if they did like a anamorphic or like a two four like a two four or two three nine aspect ratio. And they did 185, which is barely a little bit wider than 16.9, which when you watch it on screen, everything feels just so crowded and close up. But it is just like an extended episode of the TV show. I, I just wonder, I'm like, why wouldn't they just go for 90 minutes? Just a solid you know, like 90 minute. Who was like a 145? That's that's the sweet this spot. Was the this was the style of the time. You know what I mean? Let it breathe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, that's, but so so we have Batman fighting the shark, and it's like this whole thing, Robin coming down, the most complicated. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? But then, yeah, the shark explodes. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because when the shark first explodes, there's a moment where you're like, wait, why? Did yeah, the shark explode. Yeah, or exploded. was that just like a, a really dramatic fall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later, and then they the- follow up, and we're like, oh, it exploded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened well in the press conference someone brings it up like what why did it explode and he's like see oh, <laughs> can't answer that so yeah it's, it's it's so fascinating they were like we need to throw everything in the kitchen sink into this so you have every major bad guy um from the batman series in this and you would just never see that anymore i, I don't think we've seen this many villains in a superhero movie ever at this point, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe when some of the at Avengers, point, yeah, for sure. Oh, you mean like in our entire lives? No, I just mean like a bat and like in like a Batman standalone. You would, I, I just think of the ones I grew up with. You would only ever have two. Right. They would have, they would pick the main villain, and then like the side villain would be like with like Poison Ivy and Mister Freeze, or you'd have the Penguin and Catwoman, or you just have the Joker, and you have Bane. That was pretty much it, right? Bane and some side characters. But in this one, they were like, we need to hit this. We got one chance, guys. We got to hit this hard. Let's put all, let's put all of them in a room together, and they'll just act like complete and total psych- psychotic idiots the entire time and it'll just be so fun to watch and i'm huge I almost, fan of when joker goes out and they go off to like kidnap people and be bad joker puts on a mask as if you wouldn't know that's the joker he just puts on the little domino mask well a huge what fan I, of the I, fact that cesar romero gave such little fucks to this that he didn't even shave his mustache that? The that, was his, that was his that was his touchstone yeah it's so it, whenever good, he's the joker his mustache is always there it's but i so love it's like all right who are the bad guys in this movie okay we have catwoman we have the joker we have the riddler we have the penguin we also have pirates number one two three four and five yeah. and it's just like pig. yo ho fuck? Like, i will i will say this when i was pirates when I was a kid, I I always they're, thought they're, they're, well, they're on the sea stuff. Remember, they had to take down, they had to take off like, the inventor in the sea. Well, Tim, literally, or something. Every time back in the day, whenever they were doing something, they had henchmen that were like themed for that thing. So if it was like an airplane thing, they were all like it was nautical. That was just what they're not nautical, but aviation. Was um, the uh, the inventor guy just drunk the whole time? I think he was uh, hopped up on opioids. Yeah, God, some dude. Sort of, when they when they when they're sort of like, like dragon. Bring him his tea. He, he doesn't realize he's talking to Joker. Okay. And then, yeah, like, are we still in this blasted fog? You're like, yeah, it, yeah, we are. And then he goes outside and it's just a dude pumping a fog machine and going, doing the horn. <laughs> and it, like, um, I think that that was like the most intricate scene in the entire fucking movie. Yeah. It's like, that looked like it took a lot of work. And you know, there. you know, someone high fived their friend, just like, we got it in. It fucking worked. I told you it'd fucking work. I do. Um, I want to give a shout out to Burgess Meredith, though, who when I was a kid, I had this inkling. But now watching this, I'm like, he's he's the best, in, in my opinion, in this whole movie. He is the only one that really nails his character as Penguin and really brings something different to it. I think everyone else What's just like, like about Catwoman. 
eh, Catwoman's fine, but she just occasionally goes, you know, like she just uh, randomly will purr or, or hiss at things. But like Burgess Meredith, wah, 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 and that voice and the fact that he's always got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth and just he just he just always he was just always my favorite. He was always the one that I thought was the most unique and just and, and nailed it. And then you see Danny DeVito come come with Penguin. And you're like, oh, that's that seems like an evolution of what Burgess Meredith did. I got whereas I, like, got I thought so tired of it. I got so tired of the. I I love it. I love the part where he he breaks into the UN and they have that practical effect where the umbrella spins and spits out gas everywhere. I'm like, this is cool, man. This is like silly and fun and actually super creative, versus the Riddler's paragraphs of information they expected kids to read. Paragraphs of information in the sky. (laughs) That's great. I loved it. I loved how many times they did it. (laughs) It's like we get it. You can do these fucking riddles in the sky. Again, a joke. The joke of the first one. You're like, what's 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 yellow and whatever and whatever whatever. And the camera pans down, and there's another paragraph (laughs) riddle underneath it. I think that was always done for for gags as well. See, that's Uh, the thing is, I I think you know, as both a kid and then an adult, like. What I like about it, and I, don't get me wrong, I think you can pick your favorites, and I think Burgess Meredith does a fantastic job of being the Penguin. But I also think that, while granted, not you know the iterations I would think of in terms of these characters, I also think that everybody's acro- across the board awesome at what they're doing. Like even though the Riddler laughs like the Joker, like I appreciate that that's his version of it, right? Mm-hmm. Cesar Romero's a Joker is iconic. I think Catwoman, even though it moves around a lot, and I would say that Lee Merriweather is probably my least favorite Catwoman from the '66 series or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or you know what I mean, uh, the West series. Uh, she's still like I get it, and I think I actually like her doing the double agent thing, and I like the chemistry she has with Adam. Yeah. Works. And I think that was done to, but I think I read a little Pete note, Tim. I don't know if you have this. The whole point of like there being more of that was because Adam West was like, I want to do more Bruce Wayne stuff. I I need to get if I'm going to do this movie, I want to be out of the bat suit as much as possible so people can see my face because yeah. I think he wasn't getting the recognition that I think he wanted from that series. Um, That's all and- anyone was ever seeing was like you know his chin and maybe half of his eyes at times because I'm, t- I'm gonna things s- never lined up. I'm going to say this though, I have a soft spot and a special place in my heart for this costume. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I never noticed it before, but every time I watch something like that's like, you know, actually HD, because when I was a kid, you watch it, you know, shitty, you don't give a fuck. But watching, I'm like, I, the, the fact that it's two toned, I never caught that before. Like it's purple and blue. I love the, the, the details of the nose and stuff. And I just love that the he eyebrows. can move around. Yeah. The eyebrow, I mean, their eyebrows I always caught, which I always thought was hilarious that they painted those on for, for effect um, and to have some level of emotion in, in the cowl. But I just love that he actually can move around in this thing and turn his head and, you know, the fight sequences like and you forget that Adam West is actually like kind of an imposing Batman. I think he was six two. Um, and just he's when you look imposing. at him next, what's that? Yeah, I don't know. If he's not with anything. No, I just mean like, right I mean, it, it, as opposed to everyone else around him, like he's taller and he's bigger. And it's I just I don't know. I, I have a I have a I, I wish they would go back to like what Greg's talking about. Like we eventually have the balls to do a Batman where he's just in like a cloth costume. And looks a little bit more shabby like this, and just is Dude. not not like this that is cheesy, but find a modern version of this and go forward with it. Adam West, like you got to do some push-ups, bro. You have like the weakest chest I've ever seen on any human what? being. Like it's so weird seeing a Batman that's just like this this little figure. He was, like, he was fit. He was the thing was no, that no, was he was he was he was fit. fit. Then. He, wasn't he was fit. I'm sure out. he. I'm sure he did a lot of cardio. I'm sure he did a lot of running and stuff. I'm sh- like Adam West. He's a healthy dude, but his chest was just non-existent. <laughs> like it looks yeah, like you a have child's to, chest. <laughs> you have to also remember that if you put now, granted, a lot of the guys that play these characters now are super bowed out. But like if you put any of those guys in that sort of like not so tight fitting 
costume, they're not gonna look like. Remember, everyone's got freaking fake abs and and chest and shit now. So don't disrespect Adam West, dude. You put a fucking I you put the eighty nine right. Look at him. Look at him, look at him right I, there. I, I that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite Simpson bits of all time. That I think as a child I was like too young to get, but you know, you watch it later when they go to the auto show and he's there with the Batmobile, and he's like, "My costume." pure west <laughs> you know what I mean? and why doesn't batman dance anymore <laughs> smiling and back away kids yeah god bless it and also just shout out to the batmobile on this which was always the one i always Iconic. loved the design of this batmobile because it was just so you tell they maybe put 20 bucks on this thing and some paint but <laughs> fucking a it was always so cool and again these are i know greg we have a special touchdown to this growing up with the series but yeah i, I love this i love this rendition of everything andy so, hit me with the best batmobile song Room, room, Batmobile. <laughs> Good job, Thanks, Nick. Andy. <laughs> I think we can all agree right now: the '66 Batmobile is the best Batmobile <laughs> so yeah. far. Yeah, I don't think it'll last too long. A fun fact about the Batmobile actually is uh, not too far from my house. There's a, uh, a someone's house that they've dedicated to being this like Halloween? sci-fi nerd museum. And on weekends, not in Corona time, but on weekends, you can go and like walk around their house, and it's a museum that has all these props from you know nerd movies like the in the window there's a giant starship enterprise and mm. he has this is, a lot of back to the future stuff yeah definitely this is his car though and it's See, just that parked out all times i drove by it over so the weekend cool. what's funny is on friday they always get in it like they just jump in it and this i think well, i don't think i ever doors, caught right? it it does because someone the penguin gets out. He just uh, opens the door. <laughs> At one point, and I was like, "What?" Well, as a door, I always thought they were like welded shut, like the Duke's a hazard, but they're not. It's just the door opens. So great. Why would you need to? It was so based where, on what were we? Ventura? Something like that. I don't know. Where were we? Mm-hmm. What we we blew up the shark. We were in the press conference. Uh, you know, we're, I, I still, Andy. I need to hear a plot song, please. Plot, 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 time. <laughs> All right, so yeah, rejoining it, right? So yeah, we have the Commissioner Gordon. We're going to give this press conference there. Batman's answering questions, except he's not. <laughs> Batman just fucking totally PR handling this and not answering specific questions. Until, yeah, Catwoman, disguised as someone from the Moscow Bugle, steps up and wants Batman to remove his mask, and he won't, but he's clearly turned on by this woman. He's clearly into this fucking I, Moscow I love, Bugle, I love the funniest how, thing. I love how everyone was like, how dare you? Yeah, how dare you? Know, like, yeah, yeah, turn yeah, off, yeah. take off your mask, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" She's from a different place. She doesn't know. She doesn't understand. <laughs> it's like it's, it's for as poorly. I mean, and I say poorly loosely, obviously, because again, it's coming off the you know season one of the show was super successful, so it's coming off of this huge success. Everybody knows Batman. Wait. The fact that they like introduced nothing at the start of this fucking movie, right? Of who any of these people are. Aunt Harriet is in two scenes and never ever mentioned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of like who That's the fuck? So she is. funny. And did they just cast? Did they just put her in there to give Alfred something to do? Because I like is she or is she actually from the comic books? Because I always thought that was oh or was no. She, she... Oh, she became like um, Batgirl's like. Kind of Alfred, right? At a certain point, or am I crazy in thinking that? Because yeah, eventually, in that. Batgirl, right? Yeah, season three, Batgirl shows up, right? Um, yeah, I don't remember her. Wait, I think the one well, yeah, timing wise, turning point for the show. Timing wise, <laughs> this came out after season one. Yes, mm-hmm. right oh, after season one. Yeah, got it. yeah. This is this is what I'm going off. This is what I thought. Yeah, okay. This is what I thought, and I'm getting it now from 66BatmanMania.com, right? Uh, Aunt Harriet was added to the series partly so that she, someone else in the house to prevent the two heroes from spending all their time in their Batman and Robin costumes, and partly because they did not want people to think they were both gay lovers. 
that's mm-hmm. what I'd always heard was the rumor of like, oh, we need a woman in the house, which of course makes no sense and changes nothing about these yeah. two men, these two grown men hanging out in a basement all the time, or just, a, just a study. woman in her nineties, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean? right. it's like, that's not going to get these two boys to miss, stop misbehaving. But I whatever. was shocked Jesus. about uh, that. Robin had pants. I, I thought he, I thought he was just fucking pantsless. And then I was oh, like, oh, no, he's wearing some little tights. Hold out there on the sea. Uh, I want to give a shout out. Like the color of his thighs, it's harder to identify him. This mm. might be a piece of trivia for the next movie, but I never realized that Alfred's real name in this is Alan Napier. Is that his name? Yeah. You know I think it's Alan Napier. Did they take Napier and give it to Jack Napier? Great, great question. I wondered the same thing when I saw that too, and I couldn't figure out how the Jack would have come about other than the Jack Nicholson. So I Jack, Jack of, you know, I mean, this is Jack Joker. I don't know. Deck of cards. Who the hell knows? But yeah. Anyway, you guys will figure that out next week. You guys know. Anyway, this, for Regu Alf Alf, I think we can put Alfred pretty, pretty low. This well, one? Wait, you didn't like yeah. this, Alfred? Are you kidding me, dude? I, dude Alfred goes on recon in this. I know, he's got right? that. Like, you have to, you have to drive it. the Batmobile, and Robin will be there, and you guys have to. And he's like, got it. And like when they fucking leave the restaurant in the horse-drawn carriage, and two seconds later, the Batmobile rolls by. Robin shotgun this old man with the domino mask with his glasses over the domino, over the domino mask. See, my thing is with this Alfred, I was like, all right, so uh, he's he's not creepy. He's trying to be cool, and he's, he's like, Robin, you're being an idiot. Like, we need to fucking watch them. And I'm like, yeah. good for you, Alfred. You're looking out for him. And then the second time they do it, I'm like, oh, no. No, you are creepy. You fucking yeah, he creepy. Yeah, he's doing yeah, he wants to see yeah, some yeah. fucking. He wants to see some fucking. Who do I mean at that? Wouldn't you at that point in your age? You know, Dude, I mean? if I was it's Alfred, funny. I'd always want to see some fucking. Jesus, what's the point I'm of living in a mansion? You're not Alfred Dick. I'm very happy yeah. you're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moscow Bugle Catwoman goes back to base where guess what, everybody? It's all the villains we've been talking about, and they're there, and they have kidnapped this inventor. This is like it's like <laughs> such a loose plot line. Uh, there's this inventor who is an idiot, who's a complete fucking idiot, and uh, he thinks he's trapped in fog, like we already talked about. There's a guy with the fog machine. Uh, Joker gives him his tea or whatever. Uh, but they're there. They have this invention that they're gonna use, and it's gonna be fucking crazy. And they're super stoked about it. And they're gonna they've teamed up to take out Batman. Oh, I skipped the part where we already talked about it too. Of like back at uh, once the press conference is over and everybody leaves, uh, Chief O'Hara. Uh, Batman, Robin, and Commissioner Gordon put it all together in the way we were talking. See, like as if they're out to see. That's got to be part of it. I you know what I mean? It. I Cat- love it. Th- there were there were several moments that I only looked at Robin and trying to see him keep a straight face because because you know that all of them knew that how ridiculous all this sequence oh, yeah. was. It's, and so it's, I just I just kept looking at him and he was just trying to keep it together, man. Anytime they're doing the riddles, it's just absurd. It is my like. The the lines of logic that they use are just like you're making that up on the spot right here. Like they wasn't written down a script. I was gonna say it's it does sound like ad libbing, right? Like the way they they like they leave no there's not even a breath, right? Where it is like clearly it's an egg, right? It's the only logical answer. Like you know what I mean? Like there's not even like I'm gonna think or process this. It's like you got it, old chum. That's what it's it's gonna. It's so funny and like one thing, and not to try to add a depth to this movie or even look for a depth in this movie that's clearly not there. But I just wish there was a little more consistency between Batman and Robin of who's the smart one and who's the the one the, the other the one's kind one? of just like you silly Robin, you silly Batman. I feel like they flip it every riddle, and it's just like they are both the same character at any given moment in this movie, and it just can flip at any at a moment's notice. Notice. Yeah, that's true. Keeps you on your toes. You know what I mean? That's how films were made back in the day. Yeah, you're right. Um. So all the villains are up to no good, and Batman and Robin. Uh, go back to the Batcave, and this is where they're using all the equipment there, and the Bat computer, and the Bat things, and they're. This is when he's like, "Yeah, give me." Sorry, go ahead. 
it was just a magnifying glass. Like, totally. That's the thing, right? Where <laughs> it turns out while they were up there fighting the shark or right before they fought the shark, uh, Robin was taking photos. They look at the photo. There's nothing in the photo where the ship they were going to save should have been. Uh, then they magnify glass it. They find a buoy out there. They then use the back computer and its coordinates to identify that there's no navigational buoy beacon there. So clearly this is one that's there to give them an illusion similar to a mirage. <laughs> and so that's the only thing that makes sense. This is how they got us. They're up to no good. All, we got to figure out what their plan is. This is when they get the bat boat. They shoot the fuck over there. Uh, there was a ding. They shoot the fuck over there, right? Uh, they get there and they're like, yep, there. They climb onto the buoy and they unscrew it with one thing and pull it off. And there's the projector in there. Meanwhile, uh, Penguin and crew have readied the submarine, the Penguin submarine, which is adorable. It looks like a penguin and the where it should be the propeller on the back is flippy feet. I love awesome. it. And, it's got, and when you come up for the periscope, which happens over and fucking over again, oh right? God. It's, it's the fucking like penguin head, head that looks around. Fucking Horrifying. great. Yeah, yeah um so yeah uh they come over there batman and robin are on the buoy uh they see that they're on the buoy they turn on like a magnet on the buoy so boom they're locked into because their utility belts and they're like what are we gonna do batman why don't they take off their utility belts that was my first thought too especially since the clip (laughs) is front and center on both of them but it doesn't matter uh they bust out a frequency jammer kind of thing or whatever so Batman's using that. And they're firing torpedoes. Joker's super excited. Riddler's super excited. Uh, they use the Batman's able to explode the torpedoes by using this. But when the what would be the last torpedo is fired at them, uh, the batteries are dead in the thing. And how will Batman and Robin get out of this jam? And it it very much is. Yeah, the TV. The cut the commercial call back break. to the TV, right? Where yeah. the TV yeah. did this all the time too, and it even had the cliffhangers, right? Where it would be. How will the Cape Crusader get out of this? What will happen to the boy Wonder? Find out next time. Same bat channel, same bat time. Uh, because this that- episode is brought to Ooh. you by. Oh, good. We have cool friends, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have so many cool friends, and some of them have actually been Batman before. We're doing Batman in review right now, but you can go over to youtube.com slash kind of funny or just search your favorite podcast service for We Have Cool Friends. We'd actually prefer uh, if you go to the podcast version just so you can subscribe. We really need the help over there to get those podcast numbers up uh, for our interview show, We Have Cool Friends. We've interviewed Troy Baker, who has been Batman on a, on a couple occasions, both as Lego Batman and as Batman in the Telltale video game series we also have will friedel who is the voice of batman beyond ah, very cool stuff i'm looking at the job. list there, there's a chance someone else has been batman at some point i don't know if nolan north has ever been batman but greg did an interview with him last week you can check yeah. that out too um we have cameron cuff who might be batman one day you yeah, know you can check that out that was a good interview we got Jack some fun Quaid stuff. is in the boys and he's on this week uh, wow that's exciting stuff jack quaid coming up Quaid, start the reactor. Love it. Start the reactor. Uh, but Ask me if he ever gets that. Ask me if he ever gets that. If he good people come up to him and say, Quaid, start the reactor. So yeah, go check it out. We have cool friends. Back to the show. Kindoffunny.com slash WHCF takes you right to all the links where you could subscribe on the podcast service of your choice. Oh, I digress. Uh, final torpedoes coming at them. Uh, they're still there. The batteries are dead. How are we going to get out of this one? Uh, there's a big rumble. We see the submarine. It's a hit. We did it. And then we come up and no, we didn't. Batman and Robin are getting the fuck out of there because it hit a porpoise. <laughs> a porpoise gave its life. A dolphin. And they say it so, in so such good. an awkward way where they're like, a the human 
something the almost porpo- human the almost human porpoise yeah <laughs> talking about how smart the porpoise is that it knew batman and robin were in trouble and it needed to take and this it bump sacrificed for it. itself ridiculous yeah. that's the Kevin, that's I expect, I expect, or I'll say it'd be dead. <laughs> Kevin, if a, if a, if a torpedo is ever coming at me and Tim, will you will you sacrifice yourself for it, or are you just gonna no. laugh as we explode? No, that's no, no. I'll save okay. Tim and let you. You're not Kevin gonna will, take one Kevin from the team. Kevin will tell the torpedo to go slower so you can record it. <laughs> you know what <laughs> so, uh, and they, worth pointing out here, they got this invention, and their whole plan is to take over the fucking world by and hold the world ransom by taking uh, the UN. Right. Exactly. They're going to go there and take down the UN and do all this different stuff. But they need a cover story, and they've decided to get the heat off them and distract Batman and keep him busy while this is coming up. And so what they've come up with is that they are going to kidnap a millionaire. Obviously, Bruce Wayne. They're going to get him. That'll get them off uh, this whole uh, Batman will be so preoccupied with this that they can then go act on the UN kind of thing. Uh, that's the plan they hatch after this uh, <laughs> torpedo thing goes wrong. When Meanwhile, Batman and Robin. Ki- when they said they were going to kidnap a, a, like a rich person, I got so excited and was like, Paula, it's going to be Bruce Wayne because they don't know that he's Bruce Wayne. And she just did not care even a little bit. <laughs> I, I, can imagine, I can imagine literally all of our significant others watching this movie for five minutes yeah. and then just not even subtly getting up and leaving the room. Jen definitely drifted to TikTok at some <laughs> yeah. point. You know what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. And, and, I, and I remember when I when I went to rent it, I was like, oh, man, I haven't seen this movie. I don't even know if I've ever sat down and watched it all the way through or just seen it on TV. I'm like, it can't be that long, right? And I looked at it, I'm like, oh, fuck. God damn it. All right, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Batman what? and Robin call the Navy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to they try to figure the out. They call the fucking navy. They call the navy. Have you sold a non-atomic? This is very important. Non-atomic submarine to anyone. They call the navy. The a navy or the admiral's assistant or whatever, and him are playing some weird game. They're the nicest what people. Was they hand over all the information. They tell him all this. Ian Gwynn. So, but then he, yeah, exactly. P.A. Yeah, Gwynn. They had a post office. But box. then Batman gets mad at him and is like, yeah, How he, could you he sell gives it?" Him a scolding. And it's just yeah. funny that he, at the end he's like, "Oh, I guess we made a mistake." All yeah. right, let's go. Well, back I think to Batman doesn't even—he doesn't even correct him. He's just like, "I hope I didn't make a mistake, Batman." And then Batman hangs up on him and is like, he's like fucking, "You fucking idiot!" Clink. Yeah, without <laughs> even, without <laughs> an address, even. My favorite bit here, though, is like it happens. P. Hang Gwyn, and then you see Robin just like under his breath go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Subtle as a heart attack. God bless it. Uh, so now the plan is afoot, right? That they're gonna kidnap Bruce. This is obviously Catwoman now being Miss Kitka, uh, the Russian bugle, whatever woman. She shows up on Bruce Wayne's doorstep, and she has Riddler's riddles that, again, are more nonsense, but they are very much directed at her, thus putting her in the damsel in distress role. Uh, to then lure in Bruce Wayne for the kidnapping, to then lure in Batman for this incredibly complicated trap. Um, and so she goes to Bruce Wayne. She gives him all this information. She's like, should we call the police? Should we call Batman or whatever? He's like, no, I don't worry about it. But we should discuss this more over dinner. She's like, oh, da, da. But she, or da, da. She da, says da, a lot of da, 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 da stuff. Da, da, Not like that. Yeah, yeah, right? And so. I'll, I like For the rest of my life, I will just hear Adam West say, Mrs. Kitka. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's so weird. And, and I, I guess Sounds it's like so. Kitty-cat. It's so interesting kind of growing up with Adam West only being a family guy for me. Like him being in Family Guy is just such a known character for me Mm -hmm. that I kind of forgot that he had a career before that. And it's just so interesting seeing the younger version kind of being 
because you always assume, oh, it's got to be a character of him, uh, a caricature of himself, yeah. you know, in these Family Guy episodes. But no, he's just like that. He has this very uh, um, distinct delivery. Uh, yeah, the the distinct delivery, but also reminds me of to... uh, of uh, Captain Kirk. Um, sure, sure. Oh um, yeah, Shat- uh, William Shatner for yeah, sure. William yeah. Shatner. That's sort of the delivery of the words come out really weird. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum too, man. Uh, yeah, a lot true, of yeah. vibes from him, and I'm with you, Andy. Where it's like I know uh, him more as a parody than as himself, and like hearing this, I'm just like, oh my god! Like, did Jeff Goldblum just study this growing up? And like, that's what happened. <laughs> Let's think. There's a documentary about Adam West. I haven't watched it yet, but um, it talks about like his life after this and how he had a lot of trouble finding roles because he was so typecast as Batman, and everyone's like, we can't, we're, we're not going to work oh, with him as Batman. Well, no, I mean, but it got hard for him because at a certain point when you when you had your career in 1966, but you still have to live 40 years, you're like, I, I, I got to make money somehow. So he like would do I, I guess he went like on road shows and did appearances and stuff. And that's yeah. how he he made his money. And then Seth MacFarlane was like, hey, why don't you come work for dude like be Adam West? Basically, I'll write a character for you as Mayor Adam West and brought, well, kind that, of brought, brought his career back. It's an impossible thing to quantify or tell somebody at that time right but like yeah like you get typecast as batman can't do anything else in 1969 68 or whatever it is when the show goes off the air and you figure that yeah how do you tell somebody to hold on that everybody's going to grow up on this nostalgia and when you get to a certain i I remember that simpsons episode being such a big deal to my parents like to see him on tv again right Mm -hmm. uh then yeah to have family guy but then also just to get to where we are where like nerds rule the earth now and all the shit we grew up on we love and keep spending yeah. money on and like you know the fact that they did sequels to this as animated stuff right yeah, Recently, or, right? or old yeah, yeah exactly and that like, was I'm, there that was a, a, a actually pretty fun part of both of our lives greg when he came yeah. in for that interview for comic-con totally. and it was like i don't know what i've done i've done a lot of stupid wrong shit in my life but somewhere along the line i did something right because i'm now staring at adam west getting mic'd up for a production that i'm a part of and then getting to watch Greg interview him on a Comic-Con set, I was like, fucking A, this world, there is good left in this world. And, and that was the thing about it that I think is so important is that I think, you know, I remember growing up and you'd hear this like, oh, yeah, he got typecast and couldn't do anything. And, that, and you'd hear that like he didn't like the part anymore, right? Or like didn't, you know, you, you hear like you, you assume you'd have a chip on your shoulder about that in some regard. Sure. But then to get when when I met him, right, and I got to work with him back to back days. I don't know if you remember Nick, because I did. We did Comic Con, and then the next well, it was all Comic Con. We did the IGN stage, and then the next day I did the Lego DC panel that he was hosting. Oh, right. Whichever game, or he was on, I was hosting. Whichever I forget the game, which one it was. If it was Super Villains or no, it wasn't Super Villains. So it must have been Lego DC two or three or whatever. Where he was like the Stan Lee character, where he was the Adam West in peril. He did narration and shit, and so warm and so in a different spot because it finally paid off right like it, how however arduous that journey was it paid off in the end where he got to see the 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 the, the payout to it where not financially necessarily but like he's beloved you know what i mean yeah. and like he, he was so awesome on ign he i remember taking photos with him after and i remember the next day like he remembered me and he remembered my name and he remember he, like we taught we had sequels of the conversations we had there and then he was so entertaining on the panel and shit like that like he was all in on it in a, such an awesome way. And you're, you know, whatever. This is a weird diatribe, but like, yeah, no, no, it was I'm, cool I'm to see it pay off for him in the end. I understand. Yeah. Like, right now, it's, I, I, you know, the the opposite of, I guess, this is because you're right. He did do the road shows and did do the con appearances in the same way. Like, even though Mark Hamill had a very different trajectory as a voice actor and stuff, I remember him doing that and that being a thing you'd see. Oh, he's at fucking Wizard World, whatever. Like, I don't like Star Wars, but it's cool that he's here, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I remember one of the Walking Dead actors who showed up on our doorstep for up at noon one time. And he had like two episodes had aired so far. 
And I remember talking to him and he was still trying to like get, he w- did not have his head wrapped around what he had walked into. And I remember telling him like, no, you need to understand like when this is done, you'll be able to, if you wanted to fuck off on acting and just go to conventions the rest of your life and like sell, you know, autographs, yeah. $50 a pop or whatever the hell Maybe it would be. And he's like, really? And then I've run into him at Collins doing that since then. And it's like, thing you're right, Greg. I think he's still on the show too. So, but it's like that thing of like, it's just a different now the now the payout's there. It's instantaneous because of where we live. Well, but for Adam West, yeah, to be like, cool, that was fun. Now I want to go be an actor and other stuff. And we're like, no, we don't want to. Also, uh, also another uh, little quick story. He became really, really good. Adam West became really good friends with the Dan Levitard show and would appear That's all the time awesome. just to talk about whatever. Yeah. And then Jeff Garland went on one time, Jeff Garland of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yep. Love him. And they had them both on at the same time. And Jeff Garland kept trying to do these impersonations of Adam West and Adam West would always give him shit. And they became really, really good friends. And then when he eventually passed away, it was like a really sad show. And they played a little montage of all his appearances. Like, wow, I felt like I became close to adam west because of the show <laughs> I mean, and, that, and that's the thing you look back and so few people can say this but he over the years and i know i think in the 60s he became iconic and then went away but now he has cemented his sort of status in in culture i don't know i'm gonna say nerd culture i'm just saying cult, pop culture in general yeah. as being an icon like when you think of batman for better or for worse the first image that pops into my brain more often than not is adam west batman because that is just that was that permeated my childhood and you know i'm I'm glad people look back on that and realize how important and special he was i digress uh we're, back we're to still the, the shark <laughs> so he's fighting no, no, the no, shark. <laughs> no we're actually caught, we kind of caught up to some of the stuff we did so kicka lays the trap bruce goes down god if i had to see these fuckers go down the pole and hit the instant change button one more time Love like it. i get it i get it i get it the show always just showed you switch and that was fine i don't need to see you constantly throw this fucking switch Come I digress. On. everything is labeled Dead right side. we know that but yeah. un- including at the top of the pole yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulls to back and, Bruce, and it's just like well oh my god it's you so think stupid just, do you think every once in a while they just go let's try let's just go the opposite and see what yeah, happens yeah. See what bruce wayne would jump down in a little robin outfit bruce and be like, jumps feels- on dick's pole and they just ride, nah, ride him down too too much um so yeah now it's what we we're talking about earlier where bruce or uh, well batman's like i'm gonna go bruce wayne's gonna go on a date with her i need you guys to follow behind and monitor everything that happens right and robin's like okay alfred you gotta drive okay do you have your license he's like right here sir like you know what i mean just so if you're at it well let's set a good example for the kids never leave home without your driver's license um so yeah they go to some weird 1966 beatnik french singing cafe where everybody's sitting on the floor in pillows or whatever and they're having a great time and they're hitting it off and then yeah they go out and they get into the horse-drawn carriage they ride off the batmobiles behind them at 15 miles an hour slowly trolling and they ride through gotham city central park uh and they are just they're getting close guys you know what i mean like this is clearly going bruce and kitka's way and they are bruce is canoodling and he's shutting his eyes and he's dreaming of stuff and it's not the thing she's dreaming of and then when she hears it's not the thing she's dreaming of, she's like let's keep dreaming of that same dream kind of thing and at the like, meeting, it's about the climax is what he said exactly yeah exactly <laughs> and she's like no not so not so soon uh meanwhile yeah B- robin and uh alfred are turning it on turning it off kind of thing uh setting that up right there and alfred does want to be a creep and watch the entire time meanwhile bruce's eyes are closed in the, the stealthiest fashion of all time uh mrs or uh, miss kit cat uh brings out this fucking cat morse code machine everything has out. to be on brand for them and i respect that what, so absolutely much. when the riddler absolutely. busts out his binoculars and there's the question mark in the center <laughs> you're like god damn dude uh 
she sends the word back to the other villains that the plan is in place. Everything's going exactly the way it should. So, you know, get ready for all this shit. Uh, meanwhile, Robin's reporting back to Commissioner Gordon on all this crap, too. There's a lot of planes of action here, as they say. Uh, we go back <laughs> to uh, Kika's apartment. Uh, her and Bruce uh, can noodle a bit. fast for them, you know? They are. I like to see a 66, man, swinging time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Swinging time. Was uh, anyone else, like, upset for Robin? Because he seemed like he was taking it real hard. Yeah, seen his like, hero, you know, yeah. do, do, he he knows right, that she, it they're not married. You know what I mean? Robin still yeah. has morals. You know I mean? yeah, yeah. He's right. the moral He's the moral center for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, they turn it off. Uh, Kitka goes and gets into something more comfortable. She comes out in this just fucking sexy-ass nightgown. You know, Nick, am I wrong here? This is a, this is a look. This is a I good mean, look, as Natalie Portman would say. It, the whole, everything. Yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely so she right. comes down and she sits down. They may, I think they might canoodle a little bit more here, but then pff, the, the other people start coming in and it's all the bad guys. And they're like, oh, we're coming to take at, you, Bruce Wayne. So anyway. at this point, I'd be like, wait a minute. Because this dude just handed us our asses. What's going on with this guy that looks, sounds... And is the same height as Batman and fights like Batman and beat the shit out of like seven. Like, I would be like, why does this millionaire know how to handle himself so well? Nobody bothers asking that question because, Greg, all they want to do is get him on the giant, intricately overdone plan (laughs) the hangar where they're going to fucking catapult him out the window. Step on this specific thing. Answer my riddle. This two by two specific thing. Get catapulted out and then get wrapped up by an exploding octopus <laughs> we have set up out in the ocean. <laughs> What's funny also is that, that like uh, Bruce, when he's talking to Kit Kat, at one point like mentions that he basically has a tracker on him. And she's like, why would you have that? And he's like, oh, don't worry. Like entrepreneurs like myself that are used to handling a lot of money carry those sort of things. And it's like, yeah. But yeah, before we get there, yeah, there's the fight. There's the Adam West beating the shit out of a bunch of stunt doubles. Yeah, the the amount of space between the punches and their face, (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) Hey man, they need Adam West. Hey man, yeah, I I definitely uh, slow. I I on I slow down the the play or whatever, and I just like pause it and like. At least like a good foot <laughs> between most of the punches. Yeah, really. I mean, you didn't have to slow it down. Some of them were, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and they were shot. Like, a couple of them were shot in a way that, like, the uh, the person was between them and the camera, so you couldn't tell if it had made contact. Yeah. But some of them were profile shots that you, it was like... It was all moving so fast. Kids and adults were happy to be so, in the theater. Oh, this, if there's one thing this movie did, it's moved so fast. <laughs> it's moving we so fast. Still, we were so do appreciate, the though, of JFK. All right, guys? What I appreciate is that this movie uh, is just egregious about it. It's like, hey, remember in the TV show when they walk up the wall? We're going to show you all of that. Like, yep. hey, remember when they go down the pole? We're going to show you that 10 fucking times. But they saved the, the pals and bams and shit for the final fight. Yeah, all yeah. the other fights, they don't get it. So when we yeah. finally get it, it's just like... It's hype. Let's fuck. Yeah, I, I was kind of confused by that because I remember like watching all the early fight scenes. I kept wondering, is that it? Was that a different show? Maybe that's a different thing I'm thinking of because obviously the pals and the bams and the and the all the other onomatopoeias were, you know, they're kind of cemented in hit in film history. And so seeing it at the end, I was like, ah, it is the show. They're just saving it for the end, baby. Saving it for the end. If you stuck around this long, you're, we're going to reward you. We're gonna, <laughs> you're you're, you're going to get paid off. You're going to get paid yeah. off. Uh, so they bring, yeah, they bring Bruce Wayne back to the hideout where they have the intricate trap. Uh, Bruce wakes up and hears them discussing the plan on what they're going to do here. Of that, the Batman's going to come and do this stuff. Uh, he's like, "Fuck, this is bad." And he's like, "Batman's not going to come." Uh, he's like, "Okay, cool. Uh, I need to see. I won't help her do anything until I see Miss Kitka." 
And they're like, all right, fine. Take them down to the labyrinth and to room 17 and <laughs> try to make it all sound like fucking way more. And it was just the door in the back. Yeah. Right? This place so, is it's literally two rooms in this whole place. It's just Catwoman changes into her kick outfit. She goes in there and lays on the bed tied up as well. Then they bring in Bruce and throw him down. They start to canoodle, but they can't canoodle right now. No They've got to do this. He's like, listen, Batman's not coming. She's like, how do you know? And he's like, you put me in a compromising situation if I told you. But I, as Kevin said, I have on my left elbow this thing that'll allow me to talk to, you know, okay, help me. Uh, this is when Penguin's listening, obviously. He's like, bust in there and get everything. So they go in there, they get him out, and they're like, let's look for the thing on his left elbow. And that they undo his hands, and that's what Bruce needs. He starts throwing the punches and the bams and the woofs and the yeah. And he's kicking and he's pushing and he's doing all this stuff. And eventually he fucking crawls. Oh, one of the guys, uh, the, the jabronis, gets onto the trap and gets thrown out the window and blown <laughs> up by the octopus. This is now giving Bruce, Bruce an escape path. Uh, he well, he tries to save Miss Kitka because, of course, he's Batman and a good guy. She's not in there, and he can't understand it. Uh, he gets out. He beats the shit out of some people, and then he climbs up the bookcase, jumps out, jumps into the water, and he's gone. Um, and it was definitely Adam West jumping in the water. Definitely Adam West jumping in the water. That was a good dive. That was a nice dive. You, Andy. Andy, when you're a giant movie star, we'll see if you fucking do your own stunts. <laughs> exactly. You're, you, yeah, you, you, you know, you're worth too Wait, much. I mean, we just don't appreciate Tom Cruise enough. You know, we really don't. He's trying to get these last two movies done before he's sixty years old, man. So he goes back to Wayne Manor, where Commissioner Gordon and Robin are like pacing. He comes in, he's wet, right, and he's just like, "Hey, everybody, uh, Robin, we got to go do that thing. <laughs> we got to go do that thing we said we we're gonna do." And Gordon's like, "What the fuck, man? No, you don't." And he's like, "No, Batman got me out of that jam, and you should actually probably go back to the office because he's got to call you." And Gordon's like, "Fuck, that's a great call," and he runs off. And they went upstairs, but it was a faint. They run back downstairs. They open the Shakespeare's head. They hit the button. They go down there and they slide down. They're gonna get to their shit. Um, Back at home, because believe it or not, like there's still a fucking plot point to this that they kidnapped a goddamn inventor. Now, was his he, thing he that, was the inventor that dehyd the inventor the dehydration machine. That he, was what he, he figured out how to dehydrate whiskey. He was going to use this to dehydrate whiskey for some reason. Remember, he's a distillery dude who right. is British and a sailor and an idiot. <laughs> Whatever. They got this guy. They're going to way cheaper it. to uh, to export whiskey. If you gotcha. get the water out, you know what I mean? Sure, that does make sense. Uh, they are like, you know what we're going to do? We are going to dehydrate these uh, uh, criminals here, our thugs. And so they do that really slowly. They don't tell us that originally. So you're like, why are the thugs just standing there? Why? Are they, <laughs> well, what is going on here? What is with happening? The weird outline around them. <laughs> right? yeah, it's a the, still the, picture with a weird outline. And <laughs> what doesn't make sense to me is they later do this effect with the uh, UN and that they're moving. Like they, there's action going on there. Well, they were the being fuck? rehydrated. Remember, very different. Very, yeah. very different. No, he's saying when they, when they, when they, when they, when they, they shoot him originally, one dehydrated. by one by one, yeah. and they make sure you know that all nine people at the table have been dehydrated, yeah. and they show it to you at the length and nauseum. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they shrink down those dudes. The dehydrator works. Huzzah! Um, then they it works great oh yeah okay so it works great uh batman and robin show up this is what nick was talking about of them doing the long walk in the long walk out all that shit they come in and the guy the bad guys aren't there but a bomb is and this is what we talked about earlier you grab the bomb you run you know they batman runs it out it's an infamous scene of batman running it out so great the nuns the 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 marching band the woman with the baby the people in general the ducks that are wooden ducks they couldn't even get real ducks they put decoys <laughs> in the water and went quack 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 you can't train a duck greg come on don't be but silly. you can film a duck you can film a family of ducks you pretty can easily. film a family yeah. of ducks you sure yeah. can 
Sure. Uh, eventually, even though he runs to the water like 19 times, he just runs to the water and finally realizes he can throw it away from whatever he's worried about doing it. Uh, he throws it. The bomb goes off. Robin runs up a second too late. He's like, oh, my God, Batman. Batman just stands up from behind some fucking pipes. <laughs> he's like, and then oh, he pipes. says, like, thank God these pipes were here, these lead pipes. Like, all right, whatever. Uh, before uh, wait, we get real really – right, I-, I just want to go, as they're climbing up – that ha- that like uh, their hideout, which was just a restaurant, right, with like a top floor. Yeah, it was a bar. Yeah, there was that bar connected to it. There, there is a line that uh, Robin says that I think is just fucking hilarious, where he's like, "Wait, how could these people not notice that uh, all these criminals are here?" And they're like, "Well, Robin, these guys, you know, this is not a great part of town. These guys are drinking a lot." And then he's like, "Oh, the drink, it's terrible," or something like that. Yeah. 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 Then Great. Batman's like just and then Batman has another line too where it's like you always could feel the producers are like we have a moral responsibility here to tell people like kids growing up how bad these things are but also that people that are alcoholics are just suffering from a disease and need help. Like there's a moment where Batman's like they're not all bad. It's, it's a bad it's, yeah. it's tough <laughs> to break. Wasn't but he also drinking of- alcohol at the restaurant? No, that's the thing. There's a great gag there that Jen called out. And she's like is he drinking a white Russian? And I'm like no babe he's drinking a glass of milk. He kick has got a, a a cocktail and he has a like a cognac glass full of milk and he cheers her and drinks it and they never talk about it or reference it it's but so that's great. just Batman drinking milk. Wait, dinner. how do you know that's milk? Dull your senses because it's Batman. Your senses. We okay. like we have to have these kids okay. know. We have to have these kids know right from wrong, right, Nick? Like we have to tell them yeah. how to be a good moral human being, but also we got to let them know that. You know, Bruce Wayne's about to come in his pants when he's dreaming about her <laughs> in the car. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So, yeah, uh, you survived because of the pipes. Great. Uh, at this point, Penguin comes out in a terrible disguise made to look like he is the dude that's the inventor. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm the inventor and I need your help or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> this, clearly, this is the, they do like the fucking uh, thing from uh, uh, James Bond Strike Back with uh, fucking Matt Damon and Ben Affleck where they turn like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, that's clearly Penguin, right? Yeah, no, no shit, it's Penguin. Like, all right, we'll run your data, your, your fingerprints through a database. And he's like, sorry, they got burned off. <laughs> he's like, oh, it looks like you got plastic on your fingers. Fuck, there's no way around that. And they're like, okay, cool. What we'll do is we'll bring you back to the Batcave and we'll do all the things there, the tests on you there for the retina. They're going to do a retina scan because the blood vessels in your eyes are so fucking unique like a fingerprint. And uh, he's like, great, per- perfect. And they're like, we're going to knock you out with some gas. So he's like, cool, whatever. And they knock him out. They put him in the Batmobile. Uh, they drive to the Batcave. He wakes up there. And they're like, all right, well, let's fucking prove who the fuck you really are. He's like, well, before that, can I get a glass of water? And they're like, he's like, they're like, yeah. And he's like, you can clearly see. Clearly he's labeled. He's clearly labeled. And he walks over to that. <laughs> And he opens up while he's doing, he's doing this terrible job of like taking out all the vials of the criminals and spreading them out. Hydrated. Yeah, spreading them out. So good. Attaches them via hose to the thing, but he puts it to hard water instead of soft water. Uh, does it. It activates the bad guys. Batman and Robin are perplexed. Uh, they start throwing <laughs> punches though, and these guys just keep, they just die immediately. They just one punch, one just touch, banish, and they just drop. Banish. They just drop. You know what I mean? They're like Senator Kelly in the X Men movies when he loses the ability to hold shape. Remember that? Mutant power that didn't oh, go well. Wow. Wait, does that what mean a... that the water was still him? He just didn't have the ability to stay in the, his form? No, I mean, it was his genes. Yeah, yeah. He just couldn't, he's cellu- he couldn't hold it together at a cellular level, old chump. Mm. <laughs> uh, he drops them and they're like all right cool uh fuck this penguin we're taking you away you're we're gonna go throw you in jail or whatever the fuck they're gonna do with him. and so they put him they knock him back out and they put him back in the batmobile um 
They're driving, and this is when And then he's Batman... like, Robin, take this pill. Yeah, take this pill. Yeah, take this pill, Robin. <laughs> like, don't worry what it does. Just take I it. Got... <laughs> <laughs> Robin's like, no problem. I got you. Come on. Passes out. Uh, oh, so, yeah, he, they take the pill. Uh, they, the peng- they wake up the penguin. The penguin uses gas on them, right, to knock them out and right. push them out of the sides of the car. Then he drives off in the Batmobile, but Batman and Robin wake up because the pill was an anti-gas pill. And then they get into their uh, their motorcycle with a little sidecar, which is funny. But it's even more funny when they roll, they drive it over to the Batcopter. And when they do that at the very last second, just as they pull up for no reason, disengage, and they just roll up, they split the copter and roll up next to each other. I'm like, that's actually pretty fucking cool for no reason. But it was amazing. It saves ten seconds, maybe five seconds of running around the helicopter. The villains now are doing the heist that this is all about, which is taking the UN, right? So Riddler needs to give a riddle to Batman and Robin for what he, they're about to do. And they're like, okay, use the missile. What are the, it's like the Kovac missile that we, like, what do they call it? Polaris. Polaris missile. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. They send off a Polaris missile to write the riddle in the sky, which just so happens to throw off Batman and Robin in their helicopter. And it spins wildly out of control. They get to watch this on Periscope, right? They're like, oh my God, look at their fucking eye out of control. Don't worry. Kevin, sorry. Oh, I was like, don't worry. They land on what? The oh, foam. A pile yeah. of foam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But pile the, of foam. the villains do believe that okay. even though the Penguin's plan failed, they have killed Batman and Robin and they are free and clear. They believe that like every other time. That's just how, this, they, they world works. Yeah. how this world works, right? So now they go to the UN building and they come up through an elevator that's labeled do not use. <laughs> <laughs> they're like we're villains we'll fucking use this thing they go up there they go into the un council meeting where all the different nations have a representative there, all speaking their native tongue and yelling at each other nobody's paying attention not a good way to yelling. communicate you know it's not it's not um and so after the gas at all the people on the outside they get in there uh this is when they break out the dehydrator and yes one by one by one by one they dehydrate all well, these no guys no one reacts no, because they're too busy making their own arguments. Sure. Typical fucking politicians. No, uh, no. They leave the little mounds of colored dust on the chairs. Uh, they The villains are like, ah, we did it. And they start sweeping up. I all just the love villains. that they were all different colored dust. I know. I love it. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so, it's so What's ridiculous is that like they all get out their little dust pans and yeah, brushes. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, make sure not to leave any any dust. Batman and Robin, meanwhile, show up at the UN building. They come in the front door like the good lads they are. And they're like, seal the building. All hell's breaking loose. We're Batman and Robin. And they get up there. They They get up there. And did they come through the window on this one? No, they came up normally, right? No, they came up. At some point, they they do the gag at some point where they climb up the side of the building. And the guy opens the thing. You're like, there are people walking on the wall. Um... They get up there though, and they're too oh, that late. Was earlier, that was with the. That's where uh, Robin says the thing about drunk people. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then like a drunk guy opens it and is like, "Oh, right, maybe right, I right, quit, right. will quit drinking." He didn't. Say um. That. He kept drinking. Yeah. So they get up there now. It's too late. They're already gone. They have the whole thing. I believe this is bad. Uh, the villains have them all in their vessel, the in the vessels, and they get back in the submarine. And uh, Batman and Robin are like, oh, man, they're here to take over the whole world. They start getting torpedoed. <laughs> they start getting rocketed. <laughs> is, it that, is it that quick that we go to that? I mean, no, I, I think don't they know. hang out for it's a little a while. Because they start planning. They want a billion dollars. For right? each person, right? Yeah, yeah, from every nation, they want a billion dollars for every person. Yeah. At what point they, do they get on the umbrella jetpacks? 
because that was ridiculous. That was oh, that going. Was, that, that was, was earlier when to... they got Bruce Wayne when they kidnapped Bruce Wayne. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy Halloween, yeah. Batman! Yeah, yeah when they, when Robin turns the thing back on. There's a lot in this movie. There's a lot yeah, in this lot. movie. Like, did we talk, did, did, I, I love, by the way, like every time they cut back to the submarine and it's just paddling. It's the it, you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just the penguin, the little Fun feet. Little I love that. It's clearly just a toy. In a bathtub, yep. yeah, 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 <laughs> it yeah, just yeah. filmed. Also, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, we're getting to the point where the submarine pops up and they have the big fight at the end. Um, but if you look closely, like I never noticed this when I was a kid, obviously because we didn't have high fidelity like TVs. But the fact that you're watching this in HD, you can clearly see the clouds are just the backdrop at like the studio. Oh yeah, and they're so kind wall. of they're kind of cracked, and the wall is just inconsistent, really so it doesn't yeah. work at all. And it's only shot from that one perspective. You never see the opposite angle because it would just be a. So yeah, the one. the they're in their submarine. They think they've won. Batman and Robin get in the bat boat. They come over there. Um, and this is yeah when I'm like struggling to stay on the movie. <laughs> and they're they're down there celebrating, and they want to stop them. And uh, this is when he's got some. He hands Robin some kind of weird bazooka sea mine thing that shoots neon colored things at the submarine, and they do that a bunch of times. And the submarine rocks back and forth, and you see the dust vials rocking back and forth. To mm-hmm. to, to the craziest degree, at one point they're like thirty five degrees, or like you know, like about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's no way they wouldn't be tipping over. Just like every camera angle when bad guys are on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, the Dutch angle. Single one is just like more and more very Dutch. Uh, What's funny is they they did it the wrong way, though, in this. Did you guys notice that? Is that what you just said? Sorry. I was looking at the Batman costume. So it's Dutched. It's always Dutch, like one way or the other, right? But when they, they do the effect, they used to do the old effect where, like, they when when someone would hit a ship, they would shake it and then they'd tilt the camera a certain way, and everyone was supposed to sort of slide that way. That but way, in this yeah. one, if you watch, they tilt it this way, and everyone slides upward because they gave them the wrong, <laughs> they gave them the wrong direction, so they all go to the wrong side of it. So it looks like so they're funny. like the kinetic energy is pushing them the wrong way. It was disorienting. That's all that mattered. You know what I mean? That's that is all that mattered. <laughs> they do this enough though to make the the submarine surface. Batman and Robin dock with the submarine. Then everybody f- comes out of the submarine and they all just fucking fist fight and fall in the water. And you're like, oh man, Batman and Robin are just going to knock everybody into the water. No, Batman and Robin start getting knocked in the water too. Uh, the, the battles are raging up there. But once everybody's in the water, they use a rope to tie all the bad guys to the submarine, with the exception of Catwoman, who, by the way, man, there was no PETA back in the day, right? Or yeah, <laughs> they are throwing around a real fucking cat. They have a real cat that is not down to be in these scenes. But, but, yeah, Batman the, runs around with it. The cat, like, there was zero attempt from the cat to like look like it was even gonna fight anyone. She yeah. literally just throws it. Batman just catches it and is like, okay, I guess I'll hold this for the rest it, of the cat. Yeah, it's, it's confusing as to what's going on with the cat. Well, where I mean, it's just like, is he just trying to save the cat? So that's why like, he's just holding it so it doesn't I, get injured? I thought, I thought, is he going to use it as a weapon? And he instead, he's just running around and this poor cat's just like uh, terrified. Like a bear and polo just, yeah. just throws the cat around someone's neck. And so, yeah, eventually they get back on the boat. Catwoman gets knocked down or trips or whatever. Her mask flies off. Batman realizes, Kitka. of course, this is Miss Kitka. Uh, Robin music, runs up. Is this where the music plays? And the super dramatic, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The French music from the, the bar scene. Yeah, where he like, realizes. Distant, though, and he's just like, <laughs> I've been tricked. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Robin, Robin apologizes, of course, and he's like, stop, don't say anymore. It's no big deal. Just a life right. of a crime fighter kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah. blah. It goes on for so long, though. So it's on him for long. Yes, so it does go on for a long time. 
the whole movie goes on for a long time. But this one, uh, I was like, are they going to cut away from him ever? For a second, I thought we were just going to stay on that shot of Adam West. End. Then it was going to slowly fade out, and the credits were going to roll up. They don't. They fix it. Uh, from there, then, it's the tense thing of we have to rehydrate the World Council. God. Uh, and well, figure well, no, it out. Wait, 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 oh, no. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They went downstairs. They found the vials. They were about to tip over, but they didn't. So we saved the day, old chum. At which point, the fucking inventor comes around, barrels into Batman, who then... Draw, takes all the things and smashes them all over the fucking place and all the and then he sneezes the 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 inventor and all the guys are mixed or all the world council leaders are mixed together this then leads to uh batman and robin in the bat cave with their uh surgery aprons and masks on so funny. uh trying to work and you know do this and then they're calling commissioner gordon with updates who's talking to lbj in the president's office and his dogs are there uh and every time and then every it's this like chain of command that's ridiculous of like where they're about to start the separation pro- we're starting the separation process commissioner gordon gordon picks them up and they're starting the separation po- process lbj slides over a microphone and goes they're starting the separation process and then we get around the world in different languages them starting the separation progress being told to the people of course eventually they separate them it looks like it's all good everybody gets celebrating yay uh then we go back to the un council room they put all the vials down very intricately taking way too long this whole elaborate system that takes way too long <laughs> they eventually like they do it hooked up on yeah. a tiny little funnel it doesn't have enough water on it to spread out yeah. to everyone for sure yeah you know? And so they hit it, and the water goes out, and boom, the council comes back, and it looks like it's a job well done, except no, they're, in fact, all speaking the wrong languages. Uh, it's the right bodies and, and in the right seats, but they're all talking in different languages. It, didn't, it didn't hit me immediately uh, because, of course, I watch with subtitles on, but I saw a man who didn't look Japanese speaking Japanese, and I was like, oof, this is <laughs> like a, <laughs> it was a different time. I was like, oh, the languages. Okay, got it. Like It, it took me a while. And so, uh, yeah, that happens. Uh, Batman and Robin, as we were talking about earlier in the show, are like, well, Batman's like, you know what? This might be for the best, though. Maybe they'll find more common ground this way, and this will make sure everybody's okay. And he's like, let's just get out of here discreetly, Robin. And they go bat rope down the side of the wall out while everybody marvels at this screwed up thing. But none of the delegates notice. Uh, And then we get, as the credits start rolling, two marionettes of Batman and Robin just going down this thing all weird. And that is Batman. That is. 1966. <laughs> what a that weird is Batman, fucking the movie. Titan Meteor in the chat says, I hadn't thought about it in years, but the dehydrated dust used to occupy my brain at random times. <laughs> I didn't remember it from being little, but like that is the type of thing if you're a little kid and you see this, you think about it. You're just like, huh. <laughs> I wonder, is that possible? What a fucking no. movie. What a fucking movie. What do the people think, though, Andy? Hit me with the haiku in review. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. My snaps weren't loud enough when I was... <laughs> they just weren't very audible. You, hate you can speak. go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to leave your review in haiku form. And I got to say, every once in a while we do a movie and I'm like, we're not going to get a single submission. And this was one of those times where I'm like, is anyone going to watch this along with us? Turns out, yeah. Hell yeah. Whole bunch of people did. Tristan Ben says, Batman and Robin with some 60s crime solving. Those goons just all been. Oh, I like that. I always appreciate it, Ryan. Okay. And then Eric Myers coming with the the easy one, but I still give it to him because he's the only one that did it. Na 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 Batman. 
Yeah. Um, then we got Jack, Jake die all about branding, bat gas, bat copter. Also bat shark repellent. The bat shark repellent was definitely jumping. The Another chest. level. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then engine 25 ends it here with never leave the cave without bat shark repellent. You just might need it. You know, it might save your life. Yeah, all those scenes are just, you know, you see all these like Saturday Night Live and all these things making fun of that. Mm-hmm. And you never really knew how far the original took it. And they took it far. Really far. Like like whatever sh- whatever shows you're watching, they were parodying these old uh, Adam West Batman shows. They were doing it because that's how the show was. And I guess, you know, but not having really watched it, it until you watch it. That's when you understand like, oh. They, all these jokes were totally valid because that's how the show was. So then we have all of the different podcasts within a podcast, but since this is the first episode, obviously, this movie wins all of them or loses all of them, depending on your perspective. Do any of you have any specific things you want to say about the Batmobile, Batsuit, Alfred, bad guy? <laughs> the Batsuit is so dumb. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy we like, moved away from this it. This movie... Being like one of you said this earlier, Nick or Greg, that like this just is the TV show, but a movie. It's it is like yeah. not. It doesn't seem like there's a bigger budget. Like there's moments you're like, okay, the helicopter, okay, the you know freaking the boat. But besides that, it's just like when Power Rangers had a movie. And granted, this is the '90s. It was a different time. But they went from spandex to dope ass shiny plastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that was the and moment. Foam suits. This Batman, it's <laughs> just like nah, man. We're gonna use the same suit. And not only is it just the same suit, like. What's the bat symbol? Is it just a vinyl sticker that sometimes doesn't stick on fully? And let I, me rephrase that. Does it ever stick on fully? I don't think so. I, I think, I mean, a lot, obviously, like the bat, the bat cave, the Batmobile, all this stuff was just like, hey, man, we're, we're, we're flying by the seat of our pants here. Let's not judge too hard. I think the, what was the full budget of this movie? Like a million dollars? Which I guess actually for 66 sounds like a big budget. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. But I guess when you have to film seventy-four hours of Batman, uh, that you got to stretch that budget out pretty thinly. Even if you're going to reuse the shots ten times each, I, oh, I yeah. do love the uh, I, one of the scenes in the uh, earlier helicopter scene where all the girls in bikinis are on the roof. Yeah, and they all <laughs> and just wave. And oh, it's wave. got. Yeah. The, it's that. Who's that? Do you remember? Uh, it's that guy who was famous for working out back in the day. Jack He's the famous fitness guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. nailed it. Huh. Weird, weird shot, but I yeah, love it. I, it. It set the tone that everyone loves Batman. I thought yeah. they were going to land on that helipad. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I, I thought they were just going to party with these like hot women. And they, they were not. <laughs> oh man! Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are continuing, almost finishing Miyazaki in review this Friday. Only two left. Uh, we got Ponyo this Friday. Ponyo, Ponyo. Someone mm-hmm, tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, then next Tuesday we will return. Finally, Nick. For Batman 1989. There it is. There, there it is. is. Cannot Will it be better wait. than this? We'll have to wait and see. Wait, Until how many times? Have you guys seen this movie? Once. One time? Yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, oh, I mean, I don't really see. remember anything about it. It's oh, a movie my parents had on and whatever. Like, I just I was way too young to remember it. Oh, I'm excited. Really? I've watched this movie dozens of times. Yeah, I just I don't know. I never went back to it, especially I think the first I think Returns is sort of where I remember Batman the most, mm. like my first introduction to it, just because I remember Mitchell Pfeiffer and, you know, Danny DeVito. Right. Until next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Nice. That's oh, a good there one. it is. That was really good. <laughs>